From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. And yes, I am the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks, as also your tour guide through the nutty world of Joe Biden's America, and I can assure you it's going to get even nuttier from this moment forward. I'm trying to do my best, as always, a commitment to you, the listener, to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth with an awful lot of help from God. Now, before we get into today, as always, you can send us email with questions and comments at inblackandright at gmail.com, or you can go to our website, inblackandright.net. We're going to be uh, updating uh, a lot of this news uh, for sure, uh, hopefully tonight, but definitely by tomorrow, because y'all need to definitely keep this in mind, because there this thing has gotten so crazy in the last 24 hours, I can barely keep up with it myself, but I will do my best to explain it. If you, for some reason, weren't able to keep track of this, last night, uh, it was reported that a second batch of classified documents from Joe Biden was found in a undisclosed location. And I thought, undisclosed? I mean, really? I mean, it's bad enough that he has classified documents that he never should have had in the first place. He's had them for seven, about six or seven years. So, no, he shouldn't have had them at all. But why is the location being kept a secret? Well, I figured, okay, let's see if there's a leak somewhere. And, well, wouldn't you know it, this afternoon, John Solomon and his amazing team over at JustTheNews.com revealed in breaking news that the second batch of the classified documents that Joe Biden had was found at his Delaware home. Ooh, this poses a few problems. Uh, namely, one, why did Biden have classified documents that he really shouldn't have had, as opposed to those, uh, an FBI SWAT team in full tactical gear going through Mar-a-Lago and ransacking the place? Hmm, this is curious. Once again, this thing is getting all kinds of weird with plot twists and so forth. It's like almost like a great Hollywood mystery. But, uh, but yeah, the fact that he had these documents at his home in Delaware, where the Sam Hill were the FBI SWAT teams? They weren't going to do that to Biden's house, and which puts... Uh, <laughs> Attorney General Merrick Garland in one intriguing position. I mean, he actually got real busy in the last 24 hours and announcing today that a special counsel uh, had been appointed to go through the Biden documents 
and the classifications and everything. So uh, it, it's just kind of funny because Merrick Garland knew, I mean, he instinctively knows this was a CYA maneuver, cover your arse maneuver, because he knew, given the fact that these documents, the second batch of documents was found in Biden's home and they had been there for quite some time, and somehow, oops, he better do something because if he doesn't, he's going to have a major conflict of interest plus a major, major breach of impropriety. I mean, it's not just the appearance of impropriety. It's full-blown favoritism. And this proves we have a two-tier justice system. I mean, we always have, but this is probably the best case uh, to prove it. So now I'm thinking to myself, hmm, okay, so now he has a special counsel to look at Trump's documents, and that's a biased piece of crud. And now he's put somebody in charge uh, to go after uh, Biden. And I have a feeling he too is, you know, looking to sweep things under the rug. And this also gives apparently uh, uh, Merrick Garland some sort of plausible deniability. Because if the Trump special counsel wants to indict and the Biden special counsel doesn't after that investigation, in spite of the fact that it's smoking gun, baby, this is when Biden was vice president. He, had, he has no, and I will do it again and again and again until probably some of y'all get sick of it, but vice presidents do not, under any circumstances, have the power to declassify anything. They don't. Only presidents get that. Now, Biden is subject to the Federal Records Act, which is not the same as the Presidential Records Act because Biden wasn't president then. So now, just because he's a, so the acting president now, that somehow, oh, I can declassify these. It's like, mm-mm, no, you cannot. I mean, you can certainly try with the White House counsel's help to try to do that, but you, you had these documents for years. You weren't supposed to have them. You, you in committed felonies, Joe Biden, felonies, which are punishable under the Federal Records Act. So no, you don't get this. So now, given the fact that uh, all these classified documents were found at his home, it's gonna make it real tough, I mean really tough, to go and indict Trump who's covered under one statute, but not indict Biden, who clearly, clearly violated uh, another federal statute. I'm like, and, and this will be probably added to any type of articles of impeachment. Now, I don't think they're gonna be in that big of a hurry to go after Biden because there are others you need to go after first. Uh, Chris Ray at the FBI, you've got Merrick Garland, Alejandro Mayuckas, 
at Homeland Security because those three clowns, uh, well, frankly, I know I probably shouldn't say this, but to me, they are part of what I call the Burn in Hell Coalition because of what they have done to the American people, to American sovereignty, to American national security is just plain evil. It's sick. It's totally sick. And if somebody has a problem with that, fine, have a problem, I don't care. But this is just going to be real interesting to see how this mess uh, turns out and to see what each of these special counsels do. Because I, because I guarantee you, once again, this is proof, at least in my mind, that the Democrats are scared. They're absolutely scared out of their wits because you've got a beast like Jim Jordan, the new chair of the House Judiciary Committee, and he's going to be the chairman of the subcommittee on the weaponization of the government, of the FBI, the DOJ, and other intelligence agencies on the American people. Woo! This is going to be fun. It's going to be fun when the hearings come out. It's going to be fun when they're actually uh, public. They're, they're made public and all the Democrats are going to whine, scream, and complain. So, you know, little Jamie Raskin, get over yourself, buddy. I mean, I want you to get, I want you to get better. And I wish you good health. But as far as politically goes, sit down, have a cookie, and shut up. And the rest of your friends, too. Because this is your year of reckoning and your time on the January 6th kangaroo court with the Soviet style trials, which failed miserably uh, when it came to television ratings and you wanted to make it public. <laughs> Those networks told you clowns, uh, no, sorry, we're not wasting our valuable broadcast time because y'all got nothing. You, you had nothing burgers with fries. And a lot of people perjuring the living daylights out of themselves. No thanks. If I wanted, if I wanted a Soviet-style show trial, I'd go back and look at old footage from Stalin's era. No thanks. Uh, so we're we're just going to be taking a little bit of a uh, pass on that. Um, but believe me, it is to be continued. It's a saga that's really going to be interesting uh, to see in the weeks and the months to come. But along that very same line, here we have journalist Matt Taibbi with another dump of Twitter files. The 14th such uh, episode of the Twitter files, and believe me, this was fun. I love this. The new Twitter file dump shows... Dem lawmakers knowingly pushed fake Russia narrative about the Nunez report. Now, that's from just the news. Now, when Devin Nunez, I mean, was, and he was one, he was one hell of a chairman of the Intelligence Committee, he got to work with such great people as Cash Patel and doing investigations and so forth. But apparently, when Devin uh, Nunez, uh, when he was on the committee and in Congress, 
he, and, and even his time as chairman before, unfortunately, he lost it when it switched over to a Democrat majority. So yeah, this is going to be fun. You know, and he put out his own report, and yet here they were, all these Democrat lawmakers, and names that are quite familiar with Russiagate, namely one uh, pencil neck, shiftless Adam Schiff, who, <laughs> and I love it, thank you Kevin McCarthy for keeping your word, uh, uh, Shift, uh, well, <laughs> Schiff has been essentially kicked off of the Intelligence Committee because he's a sociopathic lying sack of crap and has been for years. And every single mainstream media outlet just took what he gave them and they ate it up. Like, oh, well, he knows something. He knows something. He didn't know jack squat. Nunez knew things. Schiff was pathetic and predictable. And so, yes, God bless Devin Nunez for doing his report about the fake Russia narrative. Russia, Russia, Russia. No, it was, it, it was crap. We know it's crap. Even Christopher Steele, the former uh, British intelligence officer for MI6, he couldn't even stand by his own dossier when he was questioned at a board of inquiry years ago in London. So no, it was crap then. People knew it was crap. And yes, and now the Twitter files once again show why Democrats are Democrats. They were liars, full on liars. And it was a coordinated campaign to lie. False narrative after false narrative. Oh boy. Are we just happy about that? Ugh. So all the Twitter files are doing is taking a lot of what some cons what conservative commentators knew and just confirmed it, and they've been vindicated. And once again, the Democrats have been shown to be liars. Big deal. I mean, it's almost it is essentially their modus operandi. Excuse me. So we've got that, and I can't wait for the next batch, which I'm sure is coming out, because I want to see what they have on Fauci. Oh, that's going to be fun, because Elon Musk has essentially said his pronouns are prosecute Fauci. Ooh, so I'm willing to think he's got something that's really hot. I mean, he certainly hasn't disappointed so far, uh, Brother Elon has. But hey, I love it. I, I, want, I can't wait to see those files. Uh, that is for sure. Ah, but let's take a look. Oh, yes. Economic news today. Now, the Labor Department has come out saying that inflation is at... Now at 6.5%. Yay, happy. Let's do our happy, happy, joy, joy dance. The problem is, and I'm looking at this story at Newsmax, their finance section, the headline is sad. This is sad because we had 
earlier today, Biden out there doing the happy talk, doing the happy dancing. Oh, the economy's doing better. My policies are working. And once again, crap. Pure, unadulterated crap. And the mainstream media never, and they ate it up. And they took the bait, hook, line, and sinker, and didn't really challenge him on the economics, but they did want to sure as heck find out about those dang classified documents, which is fine, you know. Uh, but still, it's pretty sad that the mainstream media is going to continue to provide cover. But at least sticking with the economics part, the headline here in this article in, in Newsmax, inflation under Biden has made American families $7,400 poorer. And you can talk about all the inflation numbers that it's down and putting forth the gaslighting that the economy is working, his policies are working. Yeah, okay, hmm, I'm sorry, but uh, there are some real facts. None of this crud. I mean, we still have high interest rates, rates at over 8%. There hasn't been a reduction in the rates. It hasn't. So that's pretty bad. And especially for people who may want to uh, refinance their home or maybe buy a new home, that ain't gonna happen. Not at over 8% for uh, the, the federal interest rates. I'd say, mm -mm. nope, that's not gonna happen. There's also the reality of right now, because it's winter, especially up in the Northeast, in the Great Lakes region and other parts of the country that have pretty harsh winters, they're dealing with high energy prices to, for home heating, uh, for gas. Uh, gas prices are still high. Uh, food prices are still high, especially eggs right now. Yes, eggs because of some crazy bird flu that's going around? Holy cow. Going to, and I was at a grocery store just yesterday. The average price for a dozen grade A large eggs in your local supermarket is now $5.40. That's the average cost for a dozen eggs? Whew, tell you what, if you're one of these people who are raising chickens and you got eggs and stuff like that, hey, you got yourself a, a huge commodity right now and you can sell what you have and, and you can sell it for less than what you find in the grocery store. I'm like, oh baby, this is trippy. So yeah, so eggs, there's still a baby formula shortage. I mean, every, every store I've gone to, there are plenty of empty shelves uh, for baby formula. You can't even, yeah, you're even now rationed. Stores are saying you can only buy X amount uh, whenever you shop. So, oh my gosh, I mean, there, there's more. I mean, there's a whole lot more on this uh, as far as uh, the problems with inflation and what Ugh, and plus, oh my gosh, 
hang on to this one. Uh, and I want to read a, just a simple section of this article. These are the ha these are the things that nobody in the Biden regime is going to talk about. It's all happy talk, happy talk. You know, everything's fine. Inflation's going down. Blah 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 blah. Okay, here's the article from Newsmax. Bidenflation has caused the price of eggs to increase by, hold on to your socks for this one, 189.9%. Just the price of eggs. Gasoline, up 44.3%. Electricity, 21, up 21.3%. Transportation, 19.5%. And housing, 11.8%, according to uh, the Heritage Foundation. Now, this is crazy. A benchmark 30-year fixed mortgage currently carries an interest rate of 6.48%, double from the 3.22% one year ago. And, of course, the cherry on top of the Sunday. According to the Heritage Foundation and its research, the U.S. national debt is fast approaching 31 and a half trillion, with a TR, trillion dollars. Yeah, want to tell me everything is okay? Hmm? No, it's nowhere close. The spending is nuts. The omnibus bill is straight from the pit of hell. And what it's going to do to through these states and what really blows my mind is the 18 supposed Republicans who voted for this monstrosity including a heck of a lot of red state senators including both senators from Arkansas Cotton and Boozman both senators from South Dakota Thune and Rogers and John Cornyn of the great state of Texas voted for that monstrosity where are their governors? Governor, where's Governor Nome in South Dakota and what they're trying to do to conservatives? That's pretty messed up with their GOP. Sarah Sanders, God bless you. I think you're going to be a fantastic governor there in Arkansas. What are you going to say anything? Because your constituents are their constituents and they're going to get screwed. Let's, let's call it for what it is. I mean, let's be blunt. And of course, Texas, if you don't get rid of Cornyn when he's up for re-election, oh, you're going to have all kinds of problems. I mean, all kinds of problems. So yes, I really wish these, uh, these governors of these very red states would say, hey, what's the deal, buddy? Hmm? You know, what's the deal? I mean, even some southern states. Well, thank God Florida wasn't one of them. But Mississippi was. Alabama was. I'm like, whoa. I mean, these are really red states here in the Gulf region. Why are they doing this? I mean, now granted, in the case of Alabama, Richard Shelby was retiring. Katie Britt is the new senator from Alabama. Very young, pretty and conservative so yeah I think she'll do a pretty good job but yeah what is the deal with some of this 
you know, they just gave Nancy Pelosi her the speaker's gavel uh, de facto for the rest of this year. But here's where things are going to get interesting. Now, I mean, you can't do really anything about that. But come in September, and September is not that far away, that'll be the last month of the government's fiscal year, and now we're going to get to see are the House Republicans going to use their appropriations power, the power of the purse, to get some of these agencies like the FBI and the DOJ and Homeland Security, and plus others, there's going to be plenty, are they going to get them to uh, be transparent and, then, and to cut them off? And of course, there will be those who will do the chicken little, like, oh, we have to keep the government open. We can't shut down the government. We can't shut down the government. Yes, you can, people. Essential government services will continue. It's a gas, it's a, it's a ploy, it's a lie, it's a game they play to see how many people can be scared, especially people, seniors who, oh, we're, I'm not going to get my Social Security. Yes, you are. Essential government service, yes, you will get your Social Security checks. You, Medicare will continue to be funded. So, you know, whoever plays these really sick mental games, uh, yeah, you, you can join the Burn in Hell Coalition too. Because to do that to people is, is really requires a level of twisted that, I mean, I've, I haven't seen in 25 years of doing media and 30 years in the political world. But... Those are the things that we have to deal with. It is not sunshine, lollipops, rainbows, and cute furry animals with the economy. People are nervous. Uh, there are still plenty of companies that are doing layoffs. They're doing hiring freezes. So not, as, not all is great in the land of Biden. And really, you know, we're going to see what happens with uh, with the special counsel looking into the Biden documents as opposed to the special counsel who's looking into the Trump documents. This is going to be night and day. And it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to try to spin this to save Biden's sorry butt and try to mess with Trump. I don't think they can do it. Alan Dershowitz doesn't think uh, it can be done, but it's not going to stop them from trying. That is for sure. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, let me just call it a day. It is going to be a lot of fun tomorrow on WTF Friday. And please encourage your friends uh, to subscribe uh, to the podcast. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Just look for In Black and Right or my name, Jerry Brooks, J-E-R-R-Y-B-R-O-O-K-S or look for our flaming microphone. That's probably the best way you can find us on whichever podcast platform you happen to get us. So please subscribe, help us grow the show. We've had a great year in 2022. And now we're in our second year, and I like to think we can do even better. Yeah, it's going to take a lot of hard work, but it's okay. I don't mind doing it. So also, 
uh, you can uh, check out inblackandright.net and find and go to our other platforms tab on the top of the page and you can find us on all of our social media pages including Twitter, Instagram, Getter, Truth Social, True Patriot Network and others. So for now we'll, we'll be back tomorrow for WTF Friday. That's going to be a that's always going to be fun. So for now folks have a great evening. Take care of yourselves. God bless. And remember, patriots come in all colors. Thank <laughs> you.